Hello, hello. Welcome everyone to our webinar on body positivity in the arts. Uh, my name is Andy. I'm going to be hosting this webinar um, and I've got two lovely panelists with me. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Elise, you can go first. <laughs> yeah, so I am Elise. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a theatre maker and actor based in Yorkshire. Um, I have red hair that's like mid-length. I'm wearing orange and my background is orange as well. Lots of orange going on on my screen today. <laughs> um, I'm Neve. Um, I'm a writer, director and actor um, from Wales. Um, my pronouns are she, her and I've got mid-length brown hair and I'm wearing a brown cardigan and my background is blurry, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, I forgot to say my pronouns are Chia. Uh, I'm wearing a green t-shirt. I've got short blonde hair and my background is a cute little poster. Right, okay. So this session is a part of three series by Creative Beat called So You Wanna Work and Also You Wanna Change the Art, where we discuss key arts industry topics. Uh, today we'll be discussing body positivity in the arts um, and yeah let's get started okay so first question what does body positivity mean to you Elise would like to start yeah so uh for me it means finding ways to celebrate your body exactly as it is in the present moment um and understanding and appreciating that your body is going to change it's going to potentially grow in and out of uh, social stereotypes of what a body should look like and finding ways to appreciate and celebrate that in whatever form your body looks like. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> um, for me, body positivity is learning to wake up and I've got a mirror opposite my bed. So when I wake up in the morning with my hair in a mess and just looking at it and smiling a little bit every day learning to appreciate the little bumps and the little out of place hairs and every mark and because that that's what makes you you at the end of the day like mm. um so i think uh, it's impossible to say that i love myself every single day and i'm sure yeah. people can agree yeah. but it's learning to think of that little girl that like used to do you remember like doing handstands on the 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 wall in primary school? It's kind of like that. Yeah. To, like even though I couldn't do that, it's it's learning to appreciate that at least I tried, and yeah. um, and le learn to love your vessel basically. Vessel's a strange word, but yeah, you know, exactly. Because yeah. you can't like you can change some things about yourself, but yeah. you can't change every single thing. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, as you said, I don't think anyone in the world loves themselves every single day. I don't think that's really possible in the culture that we live in. Yeah. Of like yeah, just definitely. constantly telling us like, oh, this is wrong about you. This is wrong about you. But it's just not possible. But I think just making that like conscious decision to be like, I'm not going to be telling myself, oh, this is wrong about me. This is wrong about me. Like, I'm just going to stop. And eventually it does get easy to like, just start appreciating yourself more, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. I think cause as well, like we're such ever changing people, like 
it's like when women have babies your body changes again and then you've got to find a new level of body positivity that comes with that yeah, because a lot of people yeah. feel insecure about how their body adapts mm. so I, I think honestly it's, I think it's about being aware that your body's going to change or it might already be different to what is beauty standards in society um and it's mm. yeah it's about finding a balance with yourself with that and just being able to appreciate yourself in the present moment exactly as is like doesn't matter what it's like like acne and spots or whatever like doesn't matter what kind of like you said when you wake up in the morning your hair's like a bit messy that's yeah. maybe not how like everyone would look at beauty but it's finding the self-appreciation in that moment and thinking actually this is just me yeah. existing and that's a beautiful thing in itself yeah definitely like yeah exactly no no you're fine um like yesterday like it sounds silly but I found a new stretch mark basically and I got so upset yeah for no reason because I was just like Mm. oh no that means I must be gaining weight or and stretch marks don't always mean that you're gaining weight like they can come from losing weight as well and I hate that instantly my brain went to that negative place and I was with my partner yesterday and in the mornings whenever like we stay together he like he wakes me up and he's just like you're so beautiful and I'm just like what do you mean <laughs> like so like it's it's like really important to have that own voice in your head that says yeah, yeah you're beautiful regardless and there's mm-hmm. there's beauty in every little thing that makes you you basically and there's a story behind everything as well like yeah yeah (laughs) I think what held me a lot was when I just as you said about like acne as well like I used to be very self-conscious about having acne but obviously like most teenagers do Mm -hmm. and even though I'm like I'm 25 now I still get acne but I I stopped wearing makeup I still like covering it up and I'm like I am allowed to just exist I don't have to spend like hours and hours like trying to hide everything about myself is like not perfect that's ridiculous like I just want to like wake up and go about my day and like exist just yeah yeah, just be allowed to exist as I am yeah because as well like with you just saying that for who like who are you waking up and trying to yeah like who are we doing that for because it's often more often than not for ourselves like we're not we're not waking up and being like oh I'm gonna put like makeup on I'm gonna go to the gym I'm gonna do all these things to look really aesthetically pleasing some obviously elements of ourselves are like I want that for myself yeah but but like things like acne and spots and like some of it's uncontrollable so we care so much about it and sometimes it's about asking yourself are you caring about that for you or are you caring about that for what other people are they going to perceive you as yeah definitely yeah because I used to feel like really watched all the time like I felt like everything I was doing someone was watching me even when I was like just by myself in my room just felt Mm -hmm. like oh I shouldn't be sitting like this because like my belly is showing and stuff like that which is absolutely ridiculous and it started like such a young age as well like I remember being like I don't like 11 12 and being like oh no like I shouldn't look like this I should look like a girl on tv obviously that's not gonna happen (laughs) yeah that's so sad like how young we've internalized these issues that just yeah need to like I feel like partially like a lot of my like adolescence has been consumed by 
what I thought my body looked like. Like, mm. it, like it was so important to me that I looked so good for society so that I could be accepted. Yeah. Um, and my body issue started when I was like, it sounds awful, but like between six and eight, I probably started feeling that. And that's like, if you think about it, like, why? <laughs> like, why would you um, feel that way about just your little, your little self? Because, yeah. you know, it's just. Um, yeah. <laughs> most adults, it. most adults wouldn't want children at six years old to be worried about those things. So then. I feel like in society we have a responsibility as the adults to stop forcing those messages out into society that are then getting somehow like digested into little children like it's our responsibility as adults to start changing those messages because six-year-olds are picking up on them and it's becoming dangerous and damaging so yeah Yeah, because kids can hear everything and it it doesn't internalize it and like you can't help it so you really have to be careful what you say around kids like your own kids but also like any other child and I feel like a lot of it obviously comes from like tv as well yeah like I do remember watching like some cartoons as a kid and it was like far character getting picked on I was like I remember watching it and I was like, is that going to be me if I, like, gain some more weight? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was I was in, like, primary school. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, so next question, kind of linking to that, is who are some characters that make you feel seen? And do you have any? Do you want me to go first, Neve, or do you want Up to? Up to you. <laughs> uh, I'll go first. So I've written down um ray from my mad fat diary on e4 i don't know if you've both seen my mad fat diary i love you mean but ray like for me because i've also suffered with binge eating disorder um and and her full story like looks at binge eating and kind of internalized fat phobia fat phobia in general um and her kind of existence as a uh, fat woman in society and what that kind of leaves you with and how your relationships are and what you think people are thinking about you and the, la- the the struggling to believe that somebody could be attracted to you or somebody wants to be your friend and then all of the struggles that come with having a like typically attractive friends as well like when you are outside of the um, stereotypical bracket and you just even just by one thing being that maybe you're a size 24 instead of a size 12 you're automatically you're you're in a little separate group in society because of that and having friends that are not outside of that group and having friends that are really typically gorgeous and beautiful and everyone looks at them that's a whole different challenge on its own and that for me was so relatable to see Ray have a friend like Chloe in that series who was so typically like beautifully presenting and ticked all the boxes for all the guys and um, was really confident and had big breasts those kind of things that as a young woman growing up you're like I want to basically be that version of human because it's going to be easier for me in life because because like slim privilege pretty privilege all those things do exist so yeah for me like Ray was just like absolutely hands down one of the best characters that ever I watched and I actually didn't watch that series until I think two years ago so I'd have only been like in my early 20s so I I I wish I'd watched it when I was younger because I think I could have got so much 
from that. Yeah, I watched it in high school and I was like, yeah, yeah, it it was, it was quite difficult to watch, but like, it was really good for me as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I can definitely relate to like uh, having like, you know, like conventionally attractive friend as well, because I feel like I was always like, I was the chubby one, I was like, gender non-conforming one and all of these things are like, I love it and like, that his friends were like feminine and skinny and cute and everyone like you can see how differently they get treated as yeah. opposed to you yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um for me I found like when this question like I had to think really hard because my body type is I have broad shoulders big hips um small waist and then kind of like round thighs um so when it was really hard for me to find someone that I couldn't I couldn't name someone that looked exactly like my body type um <clears throat> so that's quite I don't know it's 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 quite difficult because as an actor in the industry like you want to be that influence and that inspiration for other people that look like you um so that you can be like yeah I made it just it's not based on my body it's based on my talent um mm-hmm the only people that i could think of was like characters like dianara and tasty from orange is the new black um because they're they're um just the women in that series in general were um just all different sizes like it like and it didn't matter um and i remember thinking like wow these women are so beautiful and they're strong and it was really nice to see them have personality and emotion and depth and that's something I'll talk about later but like the amount of (coughs) characters that you can sometimes see that don't have in-depth like personality and they're often one-dimensional and that's harmful for our representation but I just think it's really disheartening to like not be able to name characters off the top of my head that look like me um I can latch on to and like feel safe and like seen with basically yeah yeah I think for me it's not it's not exactly that like I see myself in this character because like he's quite different from me um but one of like a very good example of the representation of like different body types I think is Guillermo from what we do in the shadows I don't know if you guys seen it um, it's a TV show and he's a he's a bodyguard, he's a vampire killer and he's this like um, fab man, which is so unheard of. It's so unusual for someone who looks like him to play a character that's like, he's allowed to be funny. He's allowed to be like, there's other characters are attracted to him and he's like really badass and he like, he kills people, he kills vampires. He's just very like physically active as well. And he does like stunts and all of these things. And like seeing that, and I think for a lot of people who watch the show, like he's such a fan favorite, which just goes to show how important that kind of thing for people is. Like people aren't used to seeing stuff like that. And you can tell from, from like the reception of it that everyone wants it, like everyone wants to see these like characters, different characters, like we say of seeing the same stuff all over again like it's it's time to change like yeah definitely 
Okay, um, what stereotypes and tropes about fat people are you sick of seeing on TV? I'll get. I'll go first this time, at least, because you can <laughs> go first. Um, I really, really, really hate the trope of fat funny friend, like that. Like obviously, that's going to be an obvious one that's going to be brought yeah. up. Um, but the fat funny friend with the jokes that are only about the fact that they can never get a boyfriend, and that they can only make jokes about food, um, and they'd much rather choose food over a partner and it just really riles me up like I know that there was the film Duff which was obviously designated ugly fat friend um but when I looked at that character she wasn't for me personally I didn't see her as particularly big for me that was just my opinion like Mm. I was looking at it and I didn't feel like it was like representation of a of a bigger person um yeah so it was I think it's just really important that society needs to recognize that different body types exist and we actually have like I said we actually have emotions and feelings and we're worth love and appreciation like yes I can be funny but my jokes don't have to rely on my body and what I eat and yeah I think it's just really harmful to young people to think that oh you have to be funny if you're fat otherwise it's not worth it basically like yeah. you you're you should be unseen and stuff yeah yeah um and i hate the fact that you have bigger people in unhappy relationships or unable to get into a relationship just based on their looks um i just think it's so harmful like i know um like my partner's younger brother um he's so conscious and like I I was so conscious of what I look like because I always thought I'm unworthy of love and someone loving me so like that was one of the first things I asked my partner now was like do you love me even though I'm a bigger person he said what do you mean of course I do (laughs) um so I just think that trope is just so harmful to younger people like yeah it just really riles me up (laughs) basically I feel like yeah like what you said really resonated with me as well because like I remember just trying really hard to be the funniest person all the time yeah because I felt like I needed to be something is if I wasn't this like ideal of beauty then I had to be funny at least yeah which I feel like it did help me because like I'd get to I got to practice like humor a lot so it helped me become more funny but it's not like a good way to do it yeah like just the fact that I felt like I had to compensate basically for me yeah just looking the way I do by like stupid jokes yeah I completely relate to that as well it's like you but automatically when you're a plus size person you're automatically almost at a back foot when you go to school and things like that and it can be difficult so it's how do you find ways to make up for that bad thing about you yeah which isn't true in the big picture of things it shouldn't be the way it is but sadly unfortunately it is easier for people in school if it's easier for people to be slim it's easier if you are a fat funny person because if you are not a funny person naturally you don't have that natural charisma you don't have confidence then getting like it can be difficult like we probably all witnessed it I've had friends that have been through it I'm 
I, I remember my brother being so fearful before I started um, secondary school because he was like, Elise, is, she's going to get picked on because of how she looks. Oh. And that was like my 12 year old brother saying that to my mum. Like, and I was oblivious at that point. I didn't know what was coming. And luckily, my mum's my response to him was, oh, don't worry about Elise. She's, um, she's got such a big character that people will just like her. But people oh. should just like me, just like no matter what, because yeah. I'm a nice human being. You don't have to have a big character or anything. But sadly, unfortunately, that is kind of the way it is in society. Yeah, I feel like in school, like particularly... For me, I've been like, this isn't me being like, oh, look at me, oh, I'm sad. But like <laughs> throughout primary school, I was bullied for my weight, even though I wasn't a big child. Um, and I think a lot of it's got to do with the way you're raised as well, like, and just the way your body is, like your metabolism is different, like, and different body types exist. And like, yeah, so when I was in secondary school as well, I found that if people wanted to hurt me, weight would be the first thing that they would go for um because they knew it would get to me so like i remember in a level um i was like eating like a sandwich and it was the first thing i'd eaten all day basically because i would be i would i grew this fear of not wanting to eat in front of other people because they'd be like oh that's probably her fifth meal of the day yeah. you know what i mean um so i was eating a sandwich and this boy in the a level room said you're eating again what is wrong with you? And I literally like stopped and just had to leave. And I sat in my friend's car, um, just sobbing because I was so hungry and I wasn't allowed to eat in front of other people. So yeah, so I had to bounce back with humor to make it okay for yeah. the shape that I was, yeah. um, which is so harmful <laughs> and so horrible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like people go for that the fat to be the insult when it's it just shouldn't be it's just your body um yeah so yeah no it was just not yeah it should just good. be like same way as you like you can describe people as skinny you can describe them as tall you should just be able to say oh yeah my friend like which one is she oh she's the far one and it shouldn't be like a weapon yeah 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 definitely. It's such a we the word fat is such a weapon and it's a long way for it to not be a weapon and for a lot of people it never will stop being a weapon for me yeah. myself i've only just over the last year started to try and use the word fat in like conversation with myself and my body without feeling guilty and disgusted and ashamed and wanting to feel embarrassed and like i don't like it because I'm, I've started to realise actually fat is just a description word, just like skinny is. Yeah. It's just the, the attachment that we've got to it is so, so much, it's such a negative one. Um, but for me, um, the stereotypes on TV that I'd like to stop seeing would be fat being unhealthy and instantly like the fat person is eating the foods particularly like they don't have any healthy kind of interest in sport they don't have any kind of healthy habits whatsoever they just sit in a gaming room and they just eat rubbish all day and they they isolate themselves from society because uh, I think health is a really interesting topic around fatness in general because people instantly look at a fat person um, and say, oh, you've got fat on your body. That means you are unhealthy. That is definitely not true. <laughs> and there is skinny people that will eat double what I will eat. 
their body holds it in a different way also like health is so broad you, you could look at two people and their body doesn't say anything about their health one person could have amazing mental health and the other person could have terrible mental health their body shape doesn't need to come into that at all but yeah I think health is a really interesting topic when it comes to fatness and slimness and I think the t like the tv programs and stuff they portray fatness as unhealthy all the time the, pa- the fat person doesn't want to exercise they just eat rubbish all day whereas like I'm I'm fat at the moment and I'm the healthiest I've ever been I've been smaller and I've been unhealthier than I am right now and that's in all ways my body and soul I'm fueling myself better than I ever have it doesn't mean I'm shedding loads of weight it just means I'm putting the right nutrients in my body so yeah. yeah I think that's definitely health healthiness and fatness they don't they don't link up as much as people think that they do yeah of course in some situations of course they do and you do get people that are unhealthy fat people just like you get unhealthy mm. slim skinny people and that's yeah. just health is so broad so yeah that's definitely something that I would cut out of tv if I could do yeah definitely yeah because people do use the excuse of like picking on fat people and being like well I'm just trying to be like helpful because I don't want to yeah. be unhealthy yeah. But no one ever yeah. does that to like their skinny friends who like just smoke and drink and exactly. eat fast food all day. Yeah. No one yeah. ever says anything. But mm-hmm. you see like a fat person eating some chicken nuggets one day and they're like, like why, why are you doing, doing that? Like, yeah. don't you want to lose yeah. weight? Don't you want to look normal? Yeah. And that's the thing, yeah. normal. Like, normal is one ideal that has been conceptualized literally by the media and by society when it's completely subjective like it's it's completely what you want to look like 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 and if you look at like periods like between the 1910s to the 1930s for example that body type changed so drastically like you'd have to have hips one decade you have to have no hips the next like the blend between the 70s and the 90s 70s it was all about you know loving your body and having hips and everything like that and the 90s it was the era of very 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 skinny unhealthily skinny models um which was just pasted everywhere yeah. so it's it's so hard for us to keep up you know um and it's a lot of like fetish i can't never say this word fetish fetish no <laughs> fetish that's the one thank you <laughs> i can't say it but that word um uh bigger people um and it's almost like a goal to be like oh i slept with a fat person look at me go yeah. like they must be desperate like and that's a topic as well which i will get onto later i won't do it now but <laughs> like um fetish fetishizing bigger people there we go i got it um is something that's so frequent and it's like no we're normal people we're not we're not some weird thing that we need to be attained or anything like that it Um, also like kind of gets like when when you get someone interested in you and you're like not sure what their intentions are like i hate it when people say oh um I really like I like you I like you and then in the conversation it's like yeah I like big girls I like bigger girls that's my thing I'm like oh well I'm not that that is not the only thing about me I'm not a category much more than that initial image of me that you like 
so don't be doing that because it's yeah put me away from you like yeah like I know we're smiling but like it's like it's like that smile where you're like oh it's so frustrating (laughs) but then as well because of the way that I've grown up and the insecurities that I have I part of me is like a little bit validated and I hate that because I'm like I shouldn't feel good about this it's not good I'm not a fetish my body type isn't a fetish and I shouldn't they shouldn't just desire me because of that one thing that they like um but part of me feels flattered and complimented by the slightest little compliment because in my head I'm being brainwashed to think like no one will find me attractive no one will compliment me easily so if you get it you get it and you just take it do you know what I mean exactly yeah yeah. it's horrible (laughs) (laughs) And also the like the stuff that you were saying about um just different body types being in fashion, like it's something so specific to women. Like I'm not yeah. saying like body positivity is definitely a male problem as well, but this specific aspect of it is so very female. Like yeah. 10 years ago, like 20 years ago, this was the, the ideal, and now people want to like it was supposed to have like white hairs big butt big boobs but skinny waist and like naturally most people don't look like that mm-hmm. but it's fashionable to look like that which is like just the fact that body types can be fashionable is absolutely ridiculous yeah yeah oh. <laughs> okay so what do you think writers could be doing better when writing bad characters? I feel like this is a really good one for Neve because <laughs> Neve is currently writing. Mm. Um, uh, the only thing I would really have to comment on this one would be um, to see the character as more than just the, fat, the fatness of the character. So you're yeah. writing a fat, you want the character to be a fat appearance, but your character isn't their fatness. The character is so much more than that and the depth of characters. I know you touched on it a little bit earlier on. You said about seeing characters that have deeper, like parts of themselves and um, sensitivity and like the real kind of human in that fat body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you speak on this one. I'm interested to hear oh, what you've no. got to say. I, <laughs> here I go. Um, I've literally written in all caps, give us personality because we are not one dimensional. We are more than our bodies and what we eat we, we you know we breathe we have friends we talk we live a life we go home you know like it's not we come on stage for two seconds crack a one-liner and then leave um and i've always tried to find like when i'm writing i don't explicitly say i don't feel like there needs to be a point of making a character based on their size unless it's for it's touching on a specific subject like like um what was the word uh what was another word the the series did you watch the series like to the bone have you seen that no that's on netflix it's about um it's 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 about eating disorders um and obviously if it's you can't i don't feel when i'm looking at things and casting for my things i don't look at what a person looks like i see if they understand what the character wants what the character needs 
and if they can portray it well um and if they can actually empathize with it because empathy for me is the most important thing um and i don't explicitly say i want this character to be fat because it, it's not like i wouldn't want to be like oh i don't want this person to be fat in my play it'll ruin it no <laughs> i've found that people that are like bullied and bullying people often topic weight is the topic of the bullying and everything those that are bullied i find to be the nicest people because they've had so much negativity in their life from people when they haven't even done anything wrong like things that they can't control um so when writers are writing fat characters we don't you don't i'm tired of writers using bigger people as like comedic filler like it's it's just write us as you would any other character like it's it's not something that has to explicitly be the topic of that whole person's personality like i'm not i don't go up to someone and be like hi i'm neve i'm a big person that's it like (laughs) you know i'll talk about how i got my legs stuck in a gate when I was seven, you know, I got my legs stuck in the gate when I was seven and I nearly got the fire ambulance called or whatever. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Like, no, that's a story for another day. But, <laughs> like, just talk about our real feelings and because we feel things just as much as anyone else, like love us, appreciate us and actually put care into writing a character. It's just, yeah, that's just one of the things Basically. yeah I, sorry I, I totally agree because no 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 because I feel like I mean all of us are actors um and like when I read casting calls and it doesn't specifically say that the casting like it like looks don't matter I always feel like they're not gonna cast me in this mm-hmm. there's no way they're gonna, they're gonna cast me they're gonna put someone skinny usually that's true but I feel like you have to keep putting yourself forward because there, there are going to be people who are just not going to stick to those ideals. They're going to yeah. just look at your skills and maybe finally start casting characters like regardless of their size. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely agree because it gets so obvious when there's a cast of characters, all of them have personalities except for the foul one because the foul one's personality is being fat. Yeah, yeah. Being fat hope, is a personality hope, trait. Yeah. Hope, now I was just going to say, hopefully, in the new generation of creatives that is kind of emerging now, like yourselves and Neve being a writer, we're going to see those changes because the conversations are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it, it can get better. It's just it, I get completely what you were saying, Andy, about when you look on casting calls and if it. If it doesn't specifically say we're looking for a plus size pair, we're looking for like a big build, whatever they say yeah, on there, yeah. however they wear <laughs> it. If they say that, I'm like, this on to me. <laughs> if they don't say it, I'm thinking probably not, especially if it's a romance. I'm like, definitely not yeah. for me as romance. Lead. Yeah, that's the thing. I've uh, I've never seen like this is just I know again it's something about like fetishizing, but is that at that time good? Um, I've never seen a bigger person in a sex scene in television or film. And I like when I think about it, just for me, so like bigger people have sex. It's not 
it's not something that doesn't happen and i feel like people are afraid to talk about it like are f afraid to put us in real life situations because we must not surely we just go home and eat all the time and then wake up um, yeah yeah i know exactly what you mean because like i remember being like like going through puberty mm -hmm. and like i don't know i was maybe like 16 17 and i remember like hearing i met some people who were like bigger and they talked about like their sex life and i was like you having sex like, yeah I, I was so surprised and i remember being so shocked that they like just casually brought it up because i felt like it just doesn't really happen much which obviously isn't true like it's, it's definitely mm. not but i just felt like that's not something that really happens ever to people yeah just thinking about it <laughs> yeah yeah so like definitely writing romance stories with fat characters is a big big thing that needs to start happening because I honestly cannot think of a single film tv show anything no. where there's not just skinny characters in love yeah yeah Okay, so um, we kind of talked about this already, but what does good representation mean to you and how would you define good representation? Um, shall I go first? Okay, you go. Um, good representation, again, like we've already chatted about, it's not relying on someone's body as their sole personality. Um, a good rep would be writing a character with the intention to be bigger, but explore all the different emotions that are going through their head um so like it's our thoughts aren't constantly consisting of what we're gonna have for dinner basically um and yeah good rep would just be showing a bigger person as a normal human being because we're not alien and yeah. we're just normal so and put, like put us in nice situations don't just constantly put us in a bad situation because often I find that bigger characters have to have some bad thing happen to them or some they they're never happy they're not in a happy place um and that's really harmful as well um so like you know like characters like fat amy from pitch perfect like she was literally called fat amy and that was yeah. mainly her personality trait throughout that film in the second film, they explored her relationship with, I don't know the guy's name, um, Buster or something, I don't know. Um, but they explored that. But again, it didn't end up in a happy way. I don't think they got together. I can't remember. But yeah, like I said, romance, romance is something like put us in a lovely, happy love story. Like, yes, yeah. we do find love. <laughs> we can She's, be loved. I, uh, Rebel wilson is it she's mm -hmm. a really interesting topic on her own because she's lost weight now and yeah. i've just seen her in a movie the other day she's playing the, the popular cheerleader i remember yeah I'm like, yeah what so when yeah. she was fat that's the fat amy character she's the fat woman that's she's funny right? and now she's the popular she's still doing comedy obviously which is great mm -hmm. which now she's playing popular cheerleader girl who was like the hottest girl in school back in the day and 
I just yeah that's really interesting topic on itself on how when she loses weight she starts getting different roles that's what yeah, yeah definitely that's yeah Jonah Hill he didn't get any serious roles until what was the one about like the drug with Margaret Robbie he was in that he lost a lot of weight to be in that role I can't remember yeah. what it's called but um yeah like it's it's so funny that the actors that are bigger have only been considered for different roles when they're smaller even though they are really talented actors you know um yeah sorry carry on with what you're saying (laughs) um which question are we on (laughs) rep (laughs) oh rep oh yeah so for me it's all about good rep is is honest rep so like I was kind of thinking about like do you know in high school movies even so like we've got these high school films they go big and everybody loves them mm-hmm. and even the stories in that so you see very few fat characters in those films but even the actual storyline is so unhonest it's always following a young woman like a young girl teenage girl who's falls in love with the hottest guy in school and ends up happily in love with him after a little bit of drama in the middle somewhere and then they're happy. I'm sorry, yeah. but can any of us say that we were that young girl in school that fell in love with the coolest boy in school and that he fancied us over the hot girl and, oh my no. God, we're still together now. It's not real. It's not no. real life. And no. it's the same with uh, fat characters in these programmes. They're never with other fat characters. And I don't know about yourselves, but for me, I had a few fat friends that I was friends with in school I had like you find your people and I had a few friends that were the same size as me that we found comfort in that and I feel like it'd be really nice to have like representation of multiple fat people in a room rather than just one fat person in the scene because you only ever really see one fat Amy all of the all of the women in that choir they're all regular like kind of typically like functional bodies or whatever you want to call it and then you've got fat Amy who's quite obviously bigger than the others whereas in real life if you look around on streets it is rare that you just see like sizes 8 to 14 16 walking around you see all different sizes you see people on mobility scooters you see people walking sticks you see people of that are really tall and people that are really small and families of all different kinds and I feel like that's really lacking in in screen like yeah. we don't see that we see um lots of slim beautiful appearing people with the one fat person or the one disabled person or the one gay person and that's it's, just not real yeah it feels like it's like put in so that the movie doesn't get critiqued that there is no big people no no disabled people like when it's not like I would never like uh, girls in my year like I would never there was there was like the cliques like there was like the popular group I was always in the weird funny clique basically I was never in the popular area I can put in quotations because I think it's really stupid but um I was never with those girls that were always looked at by the guys and stuff and um all the boys saw me as like mate and like like that kind of thing like uh, I remember like having a crush on some boy in the in the school and everyone found it funny like they found it funny that I I could oh she has feelings for that guy who's like the the the, the hardest the coolest kind of guy in school it's like no yeah. <laughs> so 
yeah, just represent real people, isn't it? That would be good representation is representing real friend groups and real people and like fat people don't have to exclusively be in like the weird friend groups or the like the just the alternative groups. Like you've always got like uh in Heartstopper, like you had have you watched Heartstopper? It's, it's oh, big well, I, I know. This. I know it's really it is, good. Yeah. I enjoy it's, it, but um, I'm waiting for it. I need tissues for it, I think. Yeah, so I, I'm I was like crying, yeah. preparing myself for it. <laughs> um, but basically there's the three, there's Charlie, there's Tao, and there's Isaac. And they're the weird friend group. And Isaac is a bigger character, but he was in the weird friend group. I'm trying to think of another example where you have a weird friend, like in Mean Girls, you have Damien, who's a really big character, and you have Janice, they're the weird group. Like, they have to be the loner outcast people. And it's just not, like, yeah. that's not always true. But like by society standards, it would be correct because they would never be popular. They would never be with all the cool people. Yeah. Sorry. Again, I'm rambling. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I feel like there's a lot also like the intersection of like different aspects of people that doesn't really get. So you get the norm of like skinny, attractive, white, straight, able-bodied. And then anyone that's something else uh, is allowed to have that one thing that separates them. So like you have the gay character, but they're like skinny, white, beautiful. And then you have like the black character, but they're like conventionally attractive still, like they're skinny, they're not gonna be the fat one unless they're specifically written as a fat one. Yeah. Really drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> It is definitely about like representing different people because it's not we're not like being skinny and white and straight and able-bodied isn't the norm it's just what we've been told is the norm yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> just very frustrating just talking about it but it's it's important to talk about sure mm. Um, right, so how do you think negative representation of our bodies affects people's daily lives? Um, I have put down, obviously, that it makes people feel alienated, unwanted, unseen. And I've actually started, I've written about the Duff film, which you mentioned, because the Duff, I think, is a really good example of poor representation on many, many ways, because... Yeah. The actress is probably, a, like, just by guess, maybe a size 12, 14. Yeah, 12, 14 is the attractive yeah. plus size. Yeah, so you've got this size 12, 14 being labelled as the designated ugly fat friend. It's so problematic because you've got one you're using the word fat in a negative context. It's right next to ugly, which means fat means ugly, which isn't true. It doesn't mean anything. You can be absolutely beautiful and be a size 32, facts. But as well, it's so problematic because you're labeling somebody who isn't even fat, who isn't, is, well, I mean, I can't speak on what that actress's own experiences of yeah. body and that, and that are, but you've got someone who is small fat, or somebody who isn't, I, I wouldn't class her as fat. I don't think she's, she's got visible fat on her body. Um, but you're literally labeling her as fat. So then it becomes problematic for 
what fat is being represented as in general on TV because it's been labeled as a negative. So then people instantly look at themselves, their non-fat bodies and think, oh, I'm not fat from that size. That makes me the fat one as yeah. well now. I can use that label on myself. So mm -hmm. it just constantly like, it kind of feeds into this um, fat phobia that we've got and this like idea that fat is bad. And also like, even if you're a small size, you're you, like, you could still be fat and gross and ugly. Like, it's just so problematic and it makes fat, it's not good for slim people. It's not good for fat people. It's just not good, period. Yeah, um, I've just, I've just seen that the actress that played the Duff is a size six UK size. I mean, that is yeah. horrendous. Yeah, like if horrendous. You, I think I'm pretty sure. That, uh, yeah, um, I think that's what I just saw is that she's. <laughs> I just looked at it is that there's a there's a title of this article that I've just found May Whitman's ample bosom. Her curvaceous vigor looks stellar. She flaunts a breast size of 33 inches, wears a bra size of 33A with a cup size of A. Um, yeah, it literally lists her weight. She's 52 kilograms or 114 pounds. So not, not plus size, not fat. And yeah. in that film listed as designated ugly fat friend, it's poor representation on so many levels. It's, it's so damaging. Poor. It's so damaging for size sixes because of the way that the fat is perceived. If you're a size six, eight, 10, 12, not a fat body, not a fat body at all. No. You're then like, well, she's the designated ugly fat friend and she looks like that. So that means I'm fat no you're not fat and that label doesn't relate to you yeah just like the label doesn't also mean that you're ugly just because of that one factor it's just so problematic in so many ways that they, that they did that film and i mean i was watching that film like this is me i'm the designated, I'm the designated ugly fat friend that's not absolutely not me i am not a size 10 or whatever i'm much yeah. bigger than that so what does that make me the designated ugly fat 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 friend i don't know like more yeah. than the obese friend like where does it go like yeah. with self hate yeah like like i feel like there's this margin of attractive plus sizeness yeah like you have to like like you're an attractive plus size if you are size 12 14 and i hate that the bracket is size 12 14 like like people think that that is plus yeah. like uh, like I went to H&M the other day tried on some clothes I'm normally a size 14 16 18, 18. it depends it literally depends on each clothes because the yeah. clothing sizes yeah. oh that's that's a completely different thing I'm not gonna get into that <laughs> but I tried something on so I tried size 14 would not go near me tried on another size 14 thing went on perfectly yeah. like it's just yeah so um, I think negative representation affects me every day. Like I have to consider how I look, my makeup has to be perfect. Um, my outfit has to sit right. I cannot choose comfort over style um, because I feel like if I look untidy or unkempt or messy, then people will assume that it's because I'm a bigger person and I'm lazy and I don't, I don't care about how I look. Yeah. Um, and like, like I said, I've had that since I was like, since I was young, that I've had to consider that. 
so I, I think it just affects everyone so strongly and particularly with the media everyone's like like Kim K is an ideal body when a lot of it is well I think she's got has she got like filler and like 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 yeah. jobs like that yeah and it's not you have children that are like oh I want to look like her when I grow up and you're like no darling you want to look like you because you are beautiful in your own way like when you grow up like you don't shouldn't have to worry about body issues now I think it's affecting such a young generation with TikTok as well like with sites like that's TikTok. a whole other topic <laughs> TikTok, yeah. social media yeah yeah so in films when they're watching a film and they're like oh she's pretty she gets the guy at the end of the day maybe I'll be like that but I don't look like her so maybe I won't and it's like I just think the negative rap is just so harmful and like you said with the Duff film like that's not it's not acceptable and you've not even got a fat person representing a fat person you've got the exactly fat there you've not even got a fat person playing that role like it's just you, so bad representation is so important and if you're gonna make a film about weight issues then have someone who actually struggles with their weight or feels that they struggle with their weight because there's a lot of dysmorphia as well with people with Mm. like I find that some days I look at myself I'm like oh I'm I look skinny today and that's something that you shouldn't have in your head you should just feel happy with how you look yeah that's a huge thing isn't it because like some days I look in the mirror I'm like oh like I look bit like I look quite skinny I don't know like and then like next day I'm like did I look horrible yeah away? like what yeah. <laughs> like what was happening it's a like, thing. I'll see a photo of myself on a day where I'm feeling good I'm like it was not like one that I took of myself or I could like pose in a way that I was comfortable with and I'll just be looking yeah. at it and just go like do I really look like that so yeah and also feel like the people who are bigger size that get considered attractive it's women who are very feminine and men who are very masculine so for men you like you know you have a bed which kind of hides like your double chin you like you know you take care of yourself but not too much and you like a masculine man and then you can be attractive if you're a woman you like you have to be feminine you have to put on makeup and do your hair and do all these things just so yeah. you get considered attractive when a skinny girl literally wears like white t-shirt and some jeans and yeah. everyone's like fashion icon yeah. <laughs> yeah. on that topic of the duff as well it, it's the actual concept of the movie is it ends up that she falls in love what they did they they got somebody who was actually like not fat but like average presenting and then they put her next to to like model skinny beautiful women as their best friends so she had them to compare to whereas if we had that honesty coming through we'd have seen three very average like typical people you could pick them off the street and she would fit into that bracket beautifully and she looks lovely and you'd see a whole different story through that. But she had these two models stood right next to her as her best friends and she's comparing to them and they were really tall and she's small because she's she's quite a short woman. 
Um, but as well, I just think how powerful and how much better would that film have been if you had a designated ugly fat friend who was ugly and unconventionally beautiful? Because you could then, that message would have been 10 times stronger. I'd have probably enjoyed the movie. If we'd seen yeah. a story of a of somebody who I could relate to, an actual fat woman who didn't fit the stereotypes of beauty, falling in love and everyone ending up going, actually, you're so much more than your ugliness and your fatness and we see past yeah. it now. That would have been something that I would have watched and gone, I feel seen. But instead, the way they did that film, it, it's not in the I feel seen group it's in the bad representation group because they did it yeah. so poorly sorry yeah. i just had to touch on that one more time because that <laughs> no, film it's okay that film it's that one film in it yeah, yeah yeah definitely okay we are kind of running out of time which is okay oh, but i'm just gonna skip <laughs> some questions um elise you've made work in the past about the challenges of being a yeah. plus-size woman with body hair would you like to tell us more about it yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I make um, one woman shows at the moment. That's what I'm doing. Um, and all of my work is autobiographical, really, in the grand scheme of things. Um, and yeah, I'm always kind of pushing to tell the stories that have caused me the most either trauma or like struggles in life. Um, so I like to challenge myself and I also like to challenge my audiences on what they perceive as um, acceptable or attractive and things like that through my work. Um, I've made work on binge eating disorders and things like that. I just think there's a lot of very important messages that kind of you can you can tell, you can share really important messages through your theatre. Um, and I've had experiences like in the costume departments I've, I don't think I've ever had a, an experience in, in fittings or in costume or in uniforms for workplaces where they've had my size. Just for reference, I'm a size 18 to 24 because it depends on the clothing and the material. But I just think if that's my experience as an 18 to 24, where does it leave people who are 28, 32, 34, 38? Can they not work? Can they not act? Can mm. they not perform? And I've been in situations where I've literally had to buy my own uniform for a work job. Um, I've been in situations where I've had to buy my own costume when other people have had theirs provided to them. And I've been and gone, oh, I'll have to go and order a waistcoat, or I'll have to go and order a jacket to go over that. One time I did a show, worst case, was I did a show and it was in my drama school as well. And they didn't have an outfit that fit me. So I had oh. to perform with the dress unbuttoned at the back so that I could match the other girls. And I had to get a cardigan and wear it over the top so they couldn't see it was unbuttoned at the back because they just didn't cater for me. And I just think that is a key example of how um, this industry is not catering for everyone. It, it's no. it's a form of discrimination in its in in a way. It's like because you are a fat body, a big body, we haven't got the sources to 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 cater for you, which they absolutely do, and all of these places yeah. do. They just choose not to. And then I just think, so why hire me? Why invite me in if you're not going to cater for me? Because it's yeah. just it's not fair. Um, so no. those are the kind of experiences that I've had. And then I've gone and like having to wear men's clothes has been a thing. Like I once got told I didn't fit into the outfit that the girls were wearing. So she said, oh, try the men's tights. And I'm like, 
I don't want to try the men's tights. I want to try the no. women's tights that are big women's tights for big women bodies. Like that is, yeah. this is not fair. Like, so I use all of that kind of stuff to fuel my work basically. And um, obviously I have body hair as well, um, which is really interesting topic because it's such a big no in society a lot of people it's like the worst thing you could possibly be is fat and hairy and that's why I love I love to create work around it because I just like to challenge those kind of stereotypes and 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 put a little bit of just challenge people challenge people's brains a little bit yeah do you maybe want to tell us your Instagram Twitter of course yeah yeah, so my Instagram is Elise Gilbert 00. So it's E L I S C G I L B E R T 00. And I do have a one woman show in Manchester in September on the 8th at King's Arms in Salford. So yeah, feel free to find me online and come and see my show, Bad Jokes About Men. It's on promo there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Niam, you've mentioned you're currently writing a play about unrepresented people in industry particularly the plus size community tell us more uh well it's very early days um i've had this um idea for a really long time um where i was basically just thinking why not to challenge some of the things that are going on in the industry so i've got in contact with people and it's not just going to be about plus size it's going to be about um disabilities in the industry it's about going to be about um mental health, like uh, all different things and uh, women as well, um, like women stereotypes and stuff like that. Um, so it's going to be somewhat a collaborative project where we're going to talk about um, like, I feel like it's, it's so easy for people to get scared of these specific subjects, particularly as an actor in this in this industry, you don't want to say something and, and not like people are gonna be like, well, I don't want to cast her because she's calling everyone out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think whether it's sexuality or size or, uh, you know, gender, it's really important that someone comes forward and starts talking about it because otherwise it'll never get done. It'll never happen um, unless we all just, you know, raise our voice. And I think it's so important to hear people saying that I'm worthy of, you know, I'm worthy of being here and I'm, I'm worthy of, you know, being in this industry and just in society in general. Um, so it's to target the stereotypes, particularly on the plus size community that, that we have to go through and throw it back out there for people to understand what it feels like to be confined in this little box that mm. can't be fixed so easily. Um, so the title right now is The Roles We Are To Play. Um, still writing, um, but I need to write that. I've got five other projects currently that I'm writing in my head. So <laughs> gotta get them done first as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully that would uh, be in my local theatre and then maybe elsewhere. I need to work out the logistics of that. Um, but yeah, um, I've And your written... social media? Yeah, uh, so my social media is, for my Instagram, it's Neve is Lonely. So N-I-A-M-H-I-S-L-O-N-E-L-Y. Um, and my Twitter is Neve underscore Buckland. So N-I-A-M-H underscore B-U-C-K-L-A-N-D. Um, what else? I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> but yeah, follow around for my three new films that are coming out very, very soon. Um, and yeah, 
I'd love to collaborate with other people as well. So feel free to throw me a message and I'll probably respond. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just quickly, last question. Uh, what advice would you give to people who feel like they can't be successful in the arts because of their body size? Yeah, um, my advice would be that your differences, your queerness, your fatness, your everything that makes you different is your superpower in this industry. It's what makes you stand out from other people. So if you utilize it right, it's difficult to do, but you can and it can make you excel. Also, uh, some of the things that I've struggled with the most and found the most ugly and the most hateful parts of myself have made the most beautiful art. So sometimes if you dig into those ugly places, those internalized fatphobic thoughts, you can find beautiful, beautiful creations. And lastly, the work isn't always there. So make it for yourself. Find ways. If people aren't inviting you into those casting rooms, make the work and invite them to your casting room. Say to them, I've made a show, come and see it, see what I'm about. If you like me, let's work together. Like create your own opportunities. Mm. Um, for me it would just be like tell your story it doesn't matter what you look like just if if you've got a scar tell us the story of that scar if you've got you know if you've got weird color hair or you style it a certain different way tell us why you do that like it's so important to hear what people have to say and for people to see you as you and not as some statistic or some stereotype that people are adhering to because you are important in your own way and you have stories to tell um so and as Elise said make your own work because that's what I'm doing and it's going pretty well so um I think just don't let your mind tell you that just because you look a certain way doesn't mean that you can't achieve great things and I think that's really important for you to know and learn to love yourself and yourself know what your self-worth is because you are important and you you have things to say and you know you have your own voice so tell it in whatever way you want so yeah thank you yeah (laughs) yeah thank you both so much for coming and for having a lovely chat with me um thank you for having us thank you yeah thank you so much so as i mentioned this is this series is part of Creative Youth's wider creative talent program, which offers artistic, strategic, and business support to young emerging artists. We are generously supported by Arts Council England. Uh, we are currently uh, we currently have a Fuse Festival going on here in Kingston. We are here until the tenth, so if you'd like to come down or up, depending where you live, um, and. <laughs> Join us. We have uh, live music, theatre, comedy. Uh, there's going to be a circus show. They've come all the way from Ethiopia, which is going to be amazing. And I'm definitely going to see them. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested, come on in. <laughs> um, also, in case anyone would like to watch this later, it is going to be on our YouTube Um yeah, I think I think that's it. Okay, thank you both so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, bye. Bye. bye.